This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. everybody and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne. Join- and I'm John Brazier. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, slide no, right in there. You did slide it right in there. But uh, you love that now, don't you? I do. That's our open, I guess. I'm Tom Burgoyne. And I'm John Brazier. Hey, hey. Uh, John, <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of work got done today. Uh, not really, right? We're here at the ballpark. We've been here since nine o'clock. We're gonna be home night. And, people and you know what? We weren't work, started, we work, weren't we work. weren't working on baseball, preparing for the show. You know what we were doing? I know exactly. We're not working. What were we doing? We were preparing for our fantasy football draft. <laughs> right. A lot of cramming today. Although I feel bad. We we did our draft at lunchtime. I really have been looking uh, online and preparing probably for the last three weeks pretty solidly. Right. And then even cramming for the you know three hours right up till twelve o'clock. And I hate my team. I hate my team. Well, you know what's funny? So I went on vacation last week. Uh, the team was away. And we drove up to Massachusetts, right? So that's like a six-and-a-half-hour drive yep. and a six-and-a-half-hour drive back. And thankfully, my wife was in the – Jill was in the passenger seat uh, listening on headphones on her iPad watching some English murder mystery. Charlotte's in the back, same thing, watching something. And I listened to that fantasy channel on XM <laughs> yeah. literally all the way up and all the way back. My wife took the headphones off and listened for about half an hour, right? And she said – what are you listening to? <laughs> and I said, oh, it's fantasy uh, preparations. Fan-. She said, there's a channel dedicated to fantasy uh, yeah. football, and you listen to it? That would drive my wife crazy. Yeah. I, I don't even put that on when we're in the car. Yeah, there's, right. there's no way. But wait, you had headsets on, so nobody She had headsets oh, on. Oh, she did. So okay. she was, yeah. So, uh, but yes, I and I did a lot of mock drafts, and I I follow football pretty thoroughly, so I was yeah. I was pretty immersed I, into I, it. I, I and I, I got to say, ready. I feel pretty good about my team yeah. because I got Travis Kelsey in the second round, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, and I think that's a reach, but okay. Now, this is a fantasy league that's uh, just guys in our office. Yes, right? so but, it's more of a bragging rights. Right, but the, the For fun pl- only. The players have their own. Uh, do you know if they've had their draft yet? I do the not. Uh, well, I just found it. I, I think it's coming up. Do you they, know who they, organizes that? Uh, I don't anymore because we knew who it was in the past. I know Cliff Lee used to organize away in the past. Right, right. I think Papelbon was involved at some point. So I don't know who currently is. Uh, probably my guess would be uh, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. yeah he okay. seems like the type that would that would be organizing that. He's the gambler. Right. right. <laughs> well, uh, it's been a fun uh, homestand so far, right, John? I mean, uh, just from a promotion standpoint, and uh, Carly Lloyd was here. That was pretty cool. Right on the heels of – she's here, yes. you know, obviously, before the national. You know, obviously, last night was the game against Portugal. But right on the heels, too, she was making some news because she kicked a, I think, what, a 55-yard 55 55-yard field goal. And then, then speculation saying, you know, could she be a kicker in the NFL? And Buffalo's looking to sign her. And Let me ask you. Could she be a kicker in the NFL? Well, we had her on the pregame radio show, and I did ask her about that. Have you tried that before? And she admitted that she took, you know, seven steps or eight steps, and and she's not in, you know, she's not in pads, right? right? So it's a little different. But then she was again first one to say it. I mean, I certainly think she has the leg strength to do it. It just be it would be 
I would love to see the opportunity. It would, would be, be awesome. It would be awesome. I think it's a total long shot. It would be so cool to see, but a long shot. Uh, well, my worry would be if, if – if, and I hope this doesn't sound sexist because it shouldn't, but if when she's kicking off, yeah. like she should probably just get off the field, right? I mean, you would hate to see someone – Take a know, shot at her. Well, and, you you know, it's part of the game. You'd have to block everybody, right? So Yeah. I, she didn't dismiss it, though, She's John. tough she, enough. She's tough enough where she could totally – do it. She, uh, I'm gonna... she she didn't dismiss it either because she was interviewed afterwards and she said no. Uh, you know, yeah, it's not out of the realm. Of it would be awesome. I, so. I would I would love to see that. And right? who else threw out a first pitch? Oh, John Durenbach. John Durenbach. Well, he didn't. Yeah. He uh, hiked the first pitch. <laughs> That's right. Right. And he said he was going to do it. It was pretty awesome. I forget whose idea uh, who had that, but it was John Cruck caught him. They're buds. And uh, you know, John Durenbach is one of my all-time favorite people. He's great. You know, he a long time, and and what a story he's gone through, and. And the fact that he just, uh, you know, utilized uh, magic as a kid to cope with, you know, a tragedy that he has when he was younger. Um, and, and the fact that he just, again, went on Ellen's show and then America's Got Talent. And now he's, and then he had the standing gig as a magician. He just did a uh, show at the uh, Susan um, uh, Roberts uh, Theater for charity. I mean, what, he is one of the most dynamic people that I've ever come across, especially an ex-athlete. Yeah, and he's one of those guys when you meet him, it's like he's like one of the nicest guys you've ever met. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's good for him. And a great first pitch, too, by the way. And how about that for a segue, John, because we have one of the nicest guys we ever met. This is going to be a great show, And we John. utilize him every yeah. day for <laughs> yeah, our podcast. Right. And he's not making any money off, our, uh, off the song that he wrote for us for our podcast. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, this is going to be a special show, John. Uh, Skip Denenberg is here with us. And, and Tom. brought I, his guitar. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, he brought his guitar, and hopefully yeah. we can get him to play some of our favorite songs that, uh, in his catalog. Absolutely. So uh, why don't we take a quick break, break, and when we get back, Skip Denenberg is going to be here. And we are back, Philly's backstage. And John, did you hear that music? Our great uh, theme song. It's our walk-up music, Tom. It's our walk-up music. <laughs> right? That's right. Lenny Dykstra had uh, "Start Me Up," and uh, we have. Well, I thought he had three. Uh, how many princes by the uh, Spin Doctors? Yeah, he Is had a lot. Two of princes. Stuff. It depends. If he got a hit, you know that first at bat, then maybe you'd hear that walk-up song. But if you didn't, you'd hear another walk-up song. Right. But we have our own music, which is not a lot of podcasts have their own individual <laughs> we have our uh, own music award-winning director. musician. <laughs> we do have our own music director, Skip Denenberg. Skip, how are you? Hey, guys. It's great to have you here. You know, your title, is it? Is it Philly's music director and WIP music director? and you Fanatic, do it fanatic music director. <laughs> fanatic. Uh, um. All those terms have been used. I don't know which one is correct, however, but I will accept all of them. Anything that sounds good, I'll accept wow. gracefully. Skip, first of all, this is the first time I'm seeing you since uh, big, huge news when Willie Nelson, the great, legendary yeah. Hall of Famer Willie Nelson, takes one of your songs and decides to record it and put it on his last album. How my, cool is that? My buddy calls him the Mount Rushmore of songwriters. Yeah. And it was an absolute thrill mm. beyond... I mean, getting to work with the fanatic, of course, is amazing. Yeah, that's that is one. a thrill. Uh, and video Dan Stevenson. I was going to say, getting Harry Callis <laughs> to say my name at the close of the vet was a thrill. We weren't expecting that. That was a thrill. All those things rolled into one kind of working with Paul Newman on a film and doing this, uh, working with Curtis Mayfield on a film was great, but nothing compares professionally to have 
a, a, a message from uh, from Willie Nelson's camp saying, "Hey, we just recorded your song. Willie's going to put his vocal on it next week. It's a great song." Blah blah blah. And I and, was like, and, "What?" And how does that come about? I know you have uh, you've played with Willie before. Mm -hmm. You've uh, you've you've known Willie over the years. But how does it come about that? Uh, you know, uh, it just you literally got a call out of the blues saying Willie loves you. But you performed with good. Willie before. Yes, uh, I, I was on a little mini tour with him. We did a couple of cities, and uh, and I got to be really friendly with the band, with the whole family. Basically, I love Lucas Nelson, by the way. Oh, and if anybody has to know that that in Star Is Born, mm -hmm. um, that's the Lucas Nelson, Willie Nelson's son, is the backing band. Right. It's, it's really the band that right. uh, that. Which call it? Um, well, Bradley, Cooper. Bradley Cooper is is performing. Yes, with from from what I'm from what I read, Bradley Cooper uh, uh, modeled his act after Lucas. He was so impressed with Lucas that he said he he wanted to to follow in his footsteps or or take whatever he got as a, a performer and kind of copy it. So it was it was an absolute thrill. And again, the story is I became friendly with Willie through Tex Cobb. We both worked at Doc Watson's, a little place on 11th Street. I was a bartender at, there. Actually, I was a beer opener is basically what my <laughs> job was. And uh, Tex was uh, just moved to Philadelphia. He said, I'm here to become a heavyweight fighter. And sure enough, he did. And uh, he got to be friendly with Willie. And when he went to uh, visit Willie, he brought a, he brought the Tex Cobb song, a song I'd written for Tex Cobb called uh, "The Ballad of Tex Cobb," and uh, Willie liked it. Got on the phone, called me. We've been pals ever since. And every once in a while, Willie will say, "Hey, what do you think of this song?" And I'll say, "Okay, what do you think of this song?" And um, I'm still kind of pinching myself that it actually happened because I couldn't say anything when I found out about it in December. Right. Because you know the way things go. Yeah, it, it might wind up on the cutting room floor. You, you just it. never know. You right. got it. Right. So I, I had to keep it a secret. Couldn't say anything. And sure enough, the next thing you know, bingo, bang. John's bingo. miming over there. My, Skip, you brought since we your just guitar, talked about it. You brought song, your, yeah, let's, the let's, song is why called Nobody's Listening. listening. Oh, can, you want to hear a little, a little That's uh, a little snippet of well, the Willie Nelson yeah. song. Right. It's on his new album. All right, I'll play a little of it for you. Um, I have to... That sounds like, that sounds like the uh, Tom's reaction after I start my quiz it goes like this it goes um well he was choking back the tears as he tried to tell his wife the job he'd had for years he worked hard all his life then everything went south And he couldn't meet the bills And he had to sell the house That his daddy built And he asked how such a thing could be happening But he was sure there was Nobody listening. Love it. No wonder it's got. No wonder Willie Nelson picked it up. Well, he did that. it a whole lot better than I just no, did. No, he I sounded even. You even your vocals sounded like Willie. I, I heard a little Willie in there. That's Ron's doing. He's working the mic very well. I think. <laughs> See, and John and I. I mean, we had no idea that you. You know, there, you have songs that aren't Phillies related. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do actually. This uh, that uh, song's also from. Uh, was it, yeah on the Morning Star sessions, right? Your last well, CD. Well, that was recorded there, but believe it or not. 
we never got a chance to mix that. We did, I think, okay. 18 songs. Okay. And uh, the funniest thing is uh, I was with Michael Tearson, and Michael was producing this thing basically and we didn't have time to do all the songs i wanted to do six songs now and then six songs and then six songs no no we got to do 10 12 whatever it was and we didn't get around to this one um so it didn't make the it didn't huh. make the album so willie only heard basically what you heard that version and he did it in a different key and it, it i i don't even know how to uh to tell you how much better it sounds with the with the uh, those great Nashville uh, studio cats that yeah, uh, that's just great. did a great Skip a great Tom job on Tom it. mentioned uh, you know we know all the Philly stuff uh, that you've done for the Fanatic and Harry Callis and Tug McGraw tell us in the very beginning how did your relationship start with the Phillies becoming the unofficial or official Phillies musician Well you just you just said it Tug McGraw and ha- and it happens to be today as as coincidence is uh, Tug's birthday Yep so. Um, I would miss, uh, our, one of my best friends was John McManus, who, as you know, was Tug's best, it was his best friend. Who used to, I think, bartend at TLA, right? Tug, uh, uh, yeah, John was a bartender. He was actually a anthropological psychologist or some kind of incredible doctor or a PhD of something, and he gave up a life of academia to be with guys like us all the time. So he and Tug were best friends, and, and Tug, they would have a birthday party around now every every year and I'd make a couple of them but mostly we were away for Labor Day weekend so one year it was decided that I would write a song for him in honor of his birthday and it happened to be the year he was getting inducted in the Wall of Fame so uh, so I wrote the song and then uh, that was your first foray into baseball no no I oh. had I had written a song for the Phillies once before many many years ago when the slogan was it only happens when you're here which happened to be uh, uh, when mannequin was being shot here in Philly and one of the people from, one of the produ- producers in Mannequin said, can you write a song for us for our movie? And I said, yeah. And the Phillies had It Only Happens When You're Here, which related to the, the dancer, the, 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 the pr- what do you call it? The prog, the hero of the, of the movie. Protagonist, right? Protagonist. And uh, he, the Mannequin would come to life whenever he was there. So it only happens when you're worked. So I played it and I gave it to Kelly downstairs, uh, who's, bless her heart, she was kind enough not to put it in its circular file. You know, she, she saved it. <laughs> kind of like Tom Burgoyne when Tug McGraw gave him and said, my son's going to be a country star, right, and right. he threw the tape out. We've right. told that story before, so right. go ahead. I'm glad you have better uh, music ears Kelly than Tom. Did. Yes. Kel- Kelly, Kelly did. Kelly was she was, so gr- she was great. Well, she still is great, but, but she was very re- you know, receptive, as a great receptionist should be. And, uh, and then years later, um, this song came through, and Video Dan got it, and, and he heard it, and he liked it. And uh, it was played the night of Tug's uh, induction into the Wall of Fame with a video that we put together. Yeah. And uh, Tug was, Tug was. Do you remember it, it Skip? Is that one you still? Uh, 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 the, the Tug song? Yeah. I do. I do. I certainly yeah. do. Let's do it. All right. This time. Tom, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm liking this podcast here. We got a little mini concert. <laughs> All right. Have, Just oh, great. Not, right. Every day we have it. And I'm and I'm wearing my You Gotta Believe bracelet for which the Tug I, McGraw Foundation. Which I was blown away. I thought you knew. You know, it was Tug's birthday too. I, I forgot. Tug was and Tom agrees. It's one of my all-time and your all-time favorite. Uh, just I can't tell you how much I love that man and miss yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I got involved with the Darren Dalton Foundation, because obviously he also passed they with glioblastoma, and they were good buddies. Yeah, so. they were pals. Oh, okay. So, uh... Well, I grew up thinking That I'd want to be Courageous and kind 
The type of guy that I'd seen on TV No matter the odds Or how tough the job well, He'd find a way He'd save the day And he'd seize victory And you're a hero to me You're a hero to me Well, I feel it still You fit the bill of what a hero should be You're a hero to me And we all would agree Well, tides come and go But I want you to know You're a hero to me Now times marches on and the world's bound for change But heroes are strong And heroes remain You're a hero to me And we all would agree So keep thumping your chest Cause you did your best You're a hero Skipper, awesome. you're crushing it. You know, Skip, I mean, I'm watching you. First of all, I realized playing the guitar is hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how does he, how does he uh, do that? You know, uh, it, it's amazing. But uh, uh. did you uh, – were your parents musically inclined, or was this kind of a family trade, or when did you learn you were uh, you uh, know, I don't craft? know. Always – because uh, John had asked earlier about what's your favorite concert. I have no me- recollection mm. of my first concert. I don't have a clue what it was it's always hmm. been music in our house my dad was very good at, at poetry and prose mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just something we always had it was just something we always did when did you uh, start playing the guitar um i i guess i started playing i guess back when i was about eight or nine i picked it up and sort and of course i went through what everybody goes through it hurts my hands right, i can't play right. my hands were too little i didn't but eventually i came back to it and did you ever uh, piano or any other musical instrument? Well, they or? wanted me to learn piano, but I wasn't crazy about a piano teacher. Mm-hmm. So that stopped right away. Cause, and it was cutting into my baseball little league. It was cutting okay, into that. Yeah, yeah. And that was not, <laughs> I was not happy about <laughs> that. And I didn't like the guy. Well, so. fast, fast forward uh, a little bit to uh, when the vet closed and then we reopened the, the new ballpark. I know Video Dan was working with you. Uh, Concrete and Steel was one that really, that's when I really started to, you know, uh, recognize your music and, and pay attention. And this is 2003, right? Yeah, was 2003. It, was it 2003? Yeah, wow. and the way that came about, Skip, you were saying earlier. Oh, yeah, that, that was a great story. Well, because of the tug thing, again, because of mm-hmm. tug. And the video that we did, and the song that, and Tug, by the way, he liked that song so much. Again, I told you guys I wasn't here when it when it happened, when he got inducted in the Wall of Fame, but I'd seen him at a Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill concert about a month later, or, or no, no, about a week later, because I was away for about ten days, and I came back and we were backstage, and he runs over to me and he gives me a big kiss right on the mouth. <laughs> How did you do nice. that? He said. And I said, man, it's, I just wrote what you are, basically. Awesome. You know, that was it. And basically what happened with Concrete and Steel was similar. Um, video Dan gave me a call and said, hey, we need a song. Can you come down to the ballpark and talk to um, Dave Montgomery and Bill Giles? And I said, sure, I'd be happy to. Came down. And I'm pretty sure it was Dave who said, we want a song that says 
that this place was more than just concrete and steel. Mm. My work was done at that point. Yeah, you know, it, was, right. it was it. it There's was, your lyric right It was there. right there. And I said but you had it. said also that uh, the Phillies had put in for uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Madonna's song, There Used to Be a Ballpark that, Here, right? That's the story I got. They said the reason I got the call was because they wanted too much money for the other song. Yeah, for so Madonna's they, song. So they got me. <laughs> Which is a better song. Can you play Concrete, concrete I, I, I think I can remember a little nice. bit of it. I All think right, so. Here we go. And you know, before you get into that too, going back to Tug, is that I remember Tug in the 20th anniversary of the uh, 1980 World Series parade. Do you remember Tug organized a – he wanted to have a parade – and we repli- we're all thinking like this. He's thinking way too big. This is you know the 20th anniversary. <laughs> well, you know what? He pulled it off. There yeah. was a little parade. There was a black tie thing. Tug did his uh, Casey the Bat uh, rendition What's at the Academy of Music. Yeah, and and Video Dan told me that there's a somewhere there's a video of Tug doing it here or at the he did. Yeah, somewhere? the parade came in. He was holding the We Win uh, Daily yep. News, and they kind of recreated the 1980 parade. And we got to get we got to get it to see that again. Yeah. Yep. And being that it's birthday, maybe I can convince Video Dan to find it. There you have but it. This is Concrete and Steel. I um, love this song. It was so much more than concrete and steel. Wait, that is not it. I forget how it goes. You guys must have stumped the band on that. <laughs> That's a stumper. Yeah, I well, think so. Yeah, and then because then you followed that up with, I think we're gonna like it here, because that was the the song for the for this ball. Well, Video Dan said, you know, every as you as you well know, you guys have specific songwriters and musicians that you like, and Video Dan said uh, Bruce Hornsby comes to mind. For, you know, because Video Dan will give me, you guys, as you know, will give me cues. I'm surprised like Video Dan's giving you, well, I guess it's, as long as his name's Bruce, then, uh, then <laughs> Video Dan likes it, right? Does he like Bruce Cockburn? Like, well, is it like all the Bruces? He very well might. Uh, but he did say, can you do something with piano with uh, Bruce, Bruce uh, Hornsby? And I went, uh, okay, sure, we'll figure something out. And I was working with Simon, I believe. You remember mm-hmm. Simon? I remember Simon. And Simon just has a knack in the studio, and we came up with a little da-da-ding, 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 the, the kind of little signature that Bruce Hornsby has on the piano. And that's how we got, um, uh, we think you're going to like it here. But they did say, Video Dance did say things to me like, you know, there's great seats. There's always there's not a bad seat in the house, and mm. you got a great view of the city as we're looking at right now. By the way, oh, that is awesome. Just amazing. Perfectly clear day. Yeah. Perfect day. And he said we also want to talk about what how great it is to be um, with your children at the ballpark, like just like the way your daddy brought you to the ballpark. So all those little cues were were given to me, and and it turned into a really good song. And I think that's kind of like the one that pushed it over for me to say. Every year we'll do a different video, and of course we did the Harry Callis video. Yeah. We did the Fanatic. Fanatic. We did we did uh, Richie Ashburn. Yeah, but Skip, and you're not forgetting the cheesesteak song. And the cheesesteak. You song. know, John. So I don't know if you remember this. The Fanatic comes out with his DVD. Yes. Uh, the Fanatic goes Hollywood, mm-hmm. and one of the scenes in there was a song about uh, the Fanatic's love of cheesesteaks. He's in Los Angeles and can't find a good cheesesteak. Right. But um, somehow the you know. Skip decided to do a song about cheesesteaks, and we did a music video. So Skip had the opportunity to walk around the city to different cheesesteak places with the Fanatic and and shoot the video. And And we ate at every cheesesteak. Yeah, it was. uh, What I remember the most was when you said, if you can rhyme Galapagos. (laughs) Yeah, and you did, right? (laughs) What did you rhyme with? Uh, Do you remember? Do you know that? Do you remember that song, um, Skip? uh, Do you remember the cheesesteak song? Sautéed onions, baby. Grill up the meat. Cheese with provolone, turn up the heat, 
a soft or hard roll and you're ready to eat a fillish cheesesteak Philly cheesesteak I know you heard about them one thing's for sure once you have had one you'll be back here for more it's one of the attractions we're famous for in Philly cheesesteak Philly cheesesteak we signed the declaration we started up the nation we got the Liberty Bell so you can have the freedom and when you wanna eat them here's where we make them so well Fanatic says it is the one he loves most no sandwich anywhere can even come close that's why he left his home in Galapagos for Philly cheesesteaks Philly Cheesesteaks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we record. Listen to me. We record it, but I was there for it. I was there with my friend, the fanatic, at Philadelphia International Records, right on Broad Street. We had yeah, Ga- uh, Gamble, Gamble came Huff, in, yep. and uh, he was at the uh, he was at the mixing board, and he was listening to the sax player. Who was the sax player? Oh, uh, Jay Davidson. Yeah, yeah, he crushed it. He is phenomenal. And even Gamble's like, that dude's good. Yeah, <laughs> he is really good. Now He's the real- other one, Skip. We we mentioned the fanatic. We mentioned Tug. The stadium. Uh, one of the legends that we, I think Burgoyne and I and Video Dan, literally, I swear, we, we quote Harry Callis every day. Every day. Uh, Whenever yeah, I see video, yeah. it's video, jowls, video. <laughs> and he says the same thing, brage, jowls, brage. Right? Um, Harry Callis. Harry, what? I got a great story about that. We're at WIP, the Angelo show in the morning, and Harry's invited as the guest. And in the, in the midst of the conversation, Angelo says, hey, what do you think of that video? that uh, they did for you and he says what video they said the one they run at the ballpark before every home game (laughs) and he said I have no idea what you're talking about he says before every home game he said before every home game I'm studying the yeah I'm getting ready so Angelo calls me over and he says play a little of that song and I started to play it and Harry I'll never forget it Harry was um, he started to get all teary teary eyed and then and then I, I know I started to get teary. Instead of playing just a couple bars of it, I played the whole thing as tears were running down everybody's face. And he just could not believe that we had not only written a song about him, but did a video about him. And uh, my God, he... We're he, looking at him right there. Yeah, man. Skip, there he, he is. Uh, now, I don't know if you know this one. He, uh, well, you probably do. When he was uh, broadcasting, he, around Christmas time... He would go around to retirement homes and he would sing Christmas carols. Oh, and so man. one time I had to pick him up to uh, to do the performance, right? So I pick him up and I said, "Harry, I said, do you like doing? I'm sure I'm, I know you love singing." I sat down and whenever we went to San Francisco, he'd always be at Lefty Duels at the yes. at the singing, the bar. dueling piano bar, wow. and he'd always sing and everyone would crowd around. And but uh, I said, "How do you? you know, I'm sure you love doing this, right?" He said, "He's a brage." I love doing it, but the one thing I I like doing the religious songs. I don't. There's other some of the songs that are around there. Like I don't like jingle bells. Right? <laughs> so it's in my head. I like he doesn't like jingle bells. So sure enough, at this uh, retirement community, they're all shouting out, "Hey, can you do Oh Come All You Faithful?" Sure, he does. And after all the silent work, night, at the silent night, <laughs> silent and, and, night and someone someone says, "Hey, Harry, can you do jingle bells?" And he looks at me like this, look like, "Oh God!" And then he was like. Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry did not like the not you know the secular uh, uh, Christmas song. <laughs> oh man, what a what a wonderful human being. Do you huh? remember that one, Skip? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's hear a little of Harry's. Uh, um. Jingle bells, jingle bells, 
I like the sights and the sounds and the ups and the downs and the hot dogs and the pretzels and the beer. But there'd be something missing if I couldn't listen to the voice that I love to hear. Tell me about the squeeze play, tell me about the replay, tell me about the latest souvenir. Tell me about the pop fly, tell me about the long drive, tell me Harry that it's out of here. Oh Harry won't you tell me, Harry won't you tell me. You can tell the long cold winter's about to end. When the voice of summer calls us back again. Oh, Harry, won't you tell me? Harry, won't you tell me, please? Awesome. And, you know, you mentioned um, how you get the cues, whether it's from Video Dan or from me. It's like, hey, Skip, we're kind of looking for this. And I, I imagine that helps your yeah. creative process, It's like right? getting a movie script. When, you, when you're writing for a film and you get um, somebody will give you the script, and, and somewhere in there you'll find a line like, it was more than just concrete and steel. However, what you may not know, I got help from a song with this guy right over here on uh, the Richie Ashburn song. He wore number one. And I was stuck. I was stumped. I couldn't come up and I called Tom. I said, Tom, I need another line here. And he and he just ripped, uh, the, one, I think, the best line in the whole song. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, he was uh, s sitting uh, on the stump. Come on, you can't, you no, can't I remember I shouldn't know exactly. my line. It's my oh only songwriting credit. He gave me a songwriting credit, credit on that? Credit. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wrote, wow. he wrote was, the best line. Does he, he get any residuals? Well, it was, what was the we'll have to talk to Brandreth about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what was your line, Tom? Come on, uh, man. It was sitting, it was, uh, listening to him on the radio. Because um, Skip had covered his playing career in the first part of the song, and then the second part of the song was like, well, you know, to talk a little bit about him being on the air, you know, broadcasting the games. And, and with Whitey, yeah, the, there's know. one of the better ones. So, uh, Mariana Duncan, they used to play cards. Uh -huh. They used to play cards on the plane all the time, right? And uh, when when Richie Ashburn uh, got inducted into the Hall of Fame, we had a little ceremony here. Mariana Duncan looks out there and turns to somebody and goes, that guy played baseball? <laughs> like, he didn't know that he was, that Richie, Richie Ashburn was a player. He wow. thought he was just an announcer. Wow. And, had no, and he played cards with him all the time on the plane, but had no idea that he was, like, a legendary player <laughs> and, for the Phillies. And being Richie wouldn't say anything about when right. I played. Right, I did. Richie would not do it. It was yeah. great. Unbelievable. Well, you know, in terms of getting these cues, though. Um, Here's, you got to yeah, go say the line. Yeah, Your it, line. It was, uh, he was there in our shiny new Buicks yeah. and in our beat-up old Chevrolets. Yeah. On our front steps and our kitchen tables to end our days. To end our, oh, yeah, that was, it was pretty good. Rob, it was, <laughs> even Rob thinks that's pretty good. It was beautiful. No, I wish too, too many I, I, Jackson I, I, Brown albums. Was, but, uh, maybe you should give, give Jackson Brown so some song ideas. Jackson Brown and Glenn Fry both uh, teamed up for Take It Easy. So that's me and Skip for the Richie song. That's right. right? right. And that's how the Fanatic, and the Fanatic is a big Jackson Brown fan. Yes. Which is why the Fanatic song starts out similar to Take to It the, Easy. To Take It Easy, yeah. 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 So, you know, about those musical cues, you know, uh, we had a lot of our uh, Latino players, you know, a couple of years ago, we looked up and all of a sudden, you know, we had a lot of Latino guys on our team. And so I know Video Dan came to you and said, hey, you know, uh, is there anything, you know, we can do? And, and you kind of changed your whole, you know, your, your, uh, your genre into, you yeah. know, a, 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 a Latin vibe. We got a Latin groove going. We had a, we had a skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that? Put a little spice in your life. You put a little that? spice in my life. I forget how it goes, oh, but man. that was the that was the big thing. The fanatic joined you in the studio for that one too. And yes. that was a lot of fun, that recording that song. And I and I'd like to tell this story if you don't mind, because it needs to be told. 
I get go to get my guitar after the session, and the fanatic and video Dan had left, and nobody's in the studio except me and Phil Niccolo and and uh, Michelle, who was doing the vocals. And I pick up, take the guitar out of the case, and it's broken. Not this guitar, the other guitar. This neck right here, the head, completely off. And I go, it had to be the fanatic. <laughs> no, there's just no way. That's terrible. You're, there's you're no way. So easily to blame. The, well, he's the, usually the guy the to blame. He's the one you got to blame. So the good, the but it's a good story. So right down the street is a guitar repair guy, Jack Romano, who's a fabulous guitar repair guy. I bring it to him. And he calls me the next day. He says, come pick it up. I said, it's not, it's ready or you couldn't fix it. He goes, no, we f I fixed it. I said, how did you fix it in one day? Come pick it up. So I go to pick it up. And he says, let me show you how good it sounds. And he starts to play this chord. And I know, I know four chords pretty much. That's all I know. And he played this one. I said, what is that chord? And he said, uh, oh, it's an E11 or something. And it's like, I have to learn it. And I wrote, I think, the best song I ever wrote, most beautiful song I ever wrote, thanks to the Fanatic. Thanks to the so Fanatic. I, I well, do we know that the Fanatic broke the guitar? There's probably videotaped evidence <laughs> somewhere <laughs> at Phil's. Wait, I'm sorry. So which song was that then? Yeah, it's you guys know. It's a, just a love song that, that I wrote. Like Tom was saying, I do write songs that aren't <laughs> I mean, about sports I teams. mean, I feel like if you just said you wrote the best song, you almost have to play it. Can you play well, a little I snippet can, of I it? I could play a little bit of it, yeah. Play a little snippet of it. All and right, then I want to hear, because you, you have one about a current player on the team right now. Yeah, that's a good one, all too. Right. This is, um, what's all this talk about someday? I think it's overdue. I've always heard it's the one day when all your dreams come true. I've been searching for that certain someone. I can't wait. For someday to come. Beautiful. See, I think you need to like sell a song to like Ed Sheeran. You know what I mean? Get into that new generation. Because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ed or me? Ed Sheeran. I think he just finished his tour. It was like a two-year tour. It's the the highest-grossing tour in the history of music. Oh he my just gosh. beat you two. Now it's one guy, a guitar, and a drum machine. I know because I set up his stage. Unbelievable. At, the, at here, I That's think it was all he here. Does. At the, or was it the link? I can't remember. But I joined. You guys know I joined the Stagehands Union. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So every once that. in a while, I get a call to work a great show yeah. and I helped set it up and I was saying what's he got what's he got he had monitors and great big screens and he said oh it's just this one guy with a guitar and, and he's yeah. in that movie yesterday about the Beatles which yeah. is very good and he was great at oh, yeah, I gotta yeah, see yeah. that yeah, oh, very you good. gotta see that I gotta see that I just movie. saw Ringo Starr in concert by, by the way a couple weeks ago it's phenomenal <sighs> first time I've seen a Beatle and it was wow, awesome wow I, yeah. met, I met him once outside of Willie's dressing room in Atlantic City I'm sure I was, I was very I was blown away I, oh my god me and Anne Marie we're walking out of Willie's and, and there he is wow. it was like we had no idea right. and you just confronted with him it wasn't like hey you're gonna see Ringo and get ready for it it's like you open the door and there he is and it was like oh my gosh and, and he took it you know we were just fawning all over him like blah blah blah, blah. Right. And, and he just kind of smiled and said nice to meet you and you know, I was, I was, I was the same way when I met Christopher Guest. I, I wasn't ready for it. And I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm such a big fan of Spinal Tap really? and the oh, Besson yeah. show and all that. Uh, all right, now you did write a song about one of our current players. Yes. Uh, I did when he got when when we well it was a couple of years ago. When you talk, you talking about well, I'm this? Ta Reese. I'm talking about yeah, our man Reese. Yeah, I love uh, this. 
Well, I was so impressed with this guy that uh, it lent itself to song. Well, he stepped, wait. Well, he stepped right out of nowhere as the season was winding down. Another losing year, we needed someone to cheer, someone to turn this thing around. They say he came from Sacramento, like a gift to all our fans. He's got them fighting for a memento, there goes another one in the stands. Cause he's a home run hitter, one of the best that ever played the game. He's a home run hitter, and now we know how to spell his name. Yeah, he's a home run hitter. Long time record's about to fall. He's a home run hitter. We're sure glad he finally got the call. Well, it's almost like a movie. A story that hits the heart. As I remember, it comes to me. I think that Redford played the part. But it's a real life Hollywood story. And it's bound to bring a cheer. The more we see him, that's the more we can't wait until next year. Cause he's a home run hitter. Long time records about to fall. Yeah, he's a home run hitter. Glad he got the call. Yeah, he's a home run hitter. One of the best that ever played the game. He's a home run hitter. Now we know how to spell his name. Nice. That Love is it. awesome. Thank that you, guys. Good. That what, guitar, he, I mean, we're going to take a picture, all three of us, when we're done here, and we'll post it somewhere. But that Phillies guitar, how long have you had that? Uh, well, guys, I think we got this. Do you remember when the Ibanez uh, made this for us? Oh, that was the Ibanez. This is the yeah. Ibanez. You were there. Yeah, you yeah. should remember. Because yeah, yeah, they made one for they you, for, one for the your fanatic, fanatic yeah, friend. Yeah. And I think they also made one for Raul, we, not Ibanez, but Ibanez. Yeah, we, right. You know, do yeah. you remember we tried to get him to go down there and yeah. get one? Yeah. I don't know why it didn't happen, but it says his name on yep. the darn guitar yeah. and spelled the same way. Do you way. use this guitar a lot when you do shows? Never. I only do it when, when you guys call okay. and say... Do you like You're the sound of this guitar? I mean, you probably have a bunch of guitars. How many guitars do you have? <laughs> well, I have enough to say I couldn't find this one. So uh, I will tell you this. It's funny you brought it up because when I, when I break it out, I start playing and I go, you know, I don't play this one enough because it, it still sounds a little bright. Hmm. And the other ones they gave me that Ibanez gave me, um, somebody was, we, I did a thing with uh, Dave Wasikian's In the Pocket uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Phil Niccolo, our friend Phil Niccolo, did the sound. And everybody came up to me and said, what is that guitar you're playing, man? It sounds great. They looked at it and said, it's an Ibanez. I've been playing it. And I and I have this theory that the more you play a guitar, the more it kind of gets um, acclimated to sounding good, if that makes any sense at all. That There's a theory about that Stradivarius uh, violins, that not only did they use the best glue and the best wood and the best craftsmen and the best, but the music was playing through it help to age the wood better. Huh. That's the theory. So I think this one needs to get played more, you guys. It we sounds gotta, good, Skip. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you, I'm glad you like what. it. Yeah. Awesome. Johnny, what do you think? 
Well, I think we're at the time where, and Skip is a listener of the show. So he knows what's the coming. Podcast, so he knows what's coming. He doesn't know what questions, but it's funny. This whole conversation, <laughs> a lot of the, you you mentioned on your own, a lot of subjects from my quiz. So Uh-oh. you should be, well, it's, it's, it's almost eerie how you kept bringing up things and it happened to be a question, as you'll see. So uh, I've got eight questions, Skip. Wait, now, I have a question for you guys. Sure. If I, are we still going to have lunch one of these days? Is that, is that in the, one of the questions? Questions. We're definitely going to do lunch. We're going to do it at the uh, South Philly Tap Room that has the... We'll wait till it gets a little cooler. I think it should be the Palm. I heard oh, you yes. guys have... <laughs> we're doing it the... We're, sorry. We're doing it the Palm. We, we're, and that, we can't say that because we have a... It's a secret. We'll let, we'll, we'll let that oh. secret out in a, bit, in a little bit. We have, uh, we're, we're waiting on it. But yes, it's a, that's a great, great suggestion. We are going to go down to the Palm, the Bellevue, oh, right on Broad man, Street. That's fantastic. And we're going to have a little lunch. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and in the wintertime, we'll go to the South Philly Tap Room get that cheese... Uh, that uh, grilled cheese, grilled and cheese, cheese and tomato, tomato soup. soup. Tomato soup. Oh. All right. You How ready? many questions, Jen? Yes. Now, there are eight questions. Eight questions. And you have to get six out of eight. And yep. if you get six out of eight, uh, this Sunday, Skip, even though you're not 14 and under, uh, but this Sunday we are, <laughs> we're giving away. That's to, arguable, buddy. To, to all kids 14 and under, a back-to-school backpack courtesy of Fonte's Plumbing, Heating, and Air. So, uh, again, even though you're not 14 and under, we will get, actually get you one of those. Cool. And launch at the Palm. Yeah. How about that? Now that sounds like a win-win. All well, right. Not yet. you got to get six, yeah, you gotta get six out of eight. Uh, but I think you're going to do well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Question number one. Are you ready, by the way? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, question number one. You went to two high schools, I believe. I did, and I did too. So we're gonna. Uh, you went to Lincoln, and you went to Northeast High School. So we're gonna we're gonna focus in on Northeast. They loved you so much at Lincoln. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. Boy, focus. I'm glad we don't have time to talk about that story. <laughs> we're gonna focus in on Northeast High School. Okay. Oh, so which celebrity did not go to Northeast High? Okay. Jeez. Is it Eddie Stanky, former MLP player and manager? Is it Herb Adderley, who's a Hall of Fame football player? Is it Soupy Sales, actor, comedian, or Howard Eskin, radio, TV? Which of those? Eddie Stanky, Herb Adderley, Soupy Sales, and Howard Eskin. I have to say Soupy Sales. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a listener of our podcast, so you know that Soupy Sales is in every one of our questions. So, <laughs> so Soupy Sales did not go to Northeast. So tomato Island. Soupy Sales is probably the, the soup yes, we're getting. Is exactly that right? right. All right. You're one for one. All right, see, you're right here. I told you that uh, you mentioned a lot of these questions already. <laughs> Knowing that you and Tom Burgoyne are big Jackson Brown fans, let's see uh, if you can help out. I'll even give you a lifeline with Tom Burgoyne. Because Tom doesn't know the questions we ask, uh, or I ask. Uh, what country was Jackson Brown born in? Uh, a, USA, B, England, C, Japan, D, Germany. I'd have to say. Do you need, do you need a lifeline? I, 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 yeah, that would be great. All right, a lifeline, lifeline would be great. Tom? It would be German. I was going to say D. That was my uh, word. He was born in Heidelberg because his father worked for American Army newspaper. That was my guess. There it is. All right. Before Willie, question number three. Before Willie Nelson became a full-time musician, which of these jobs did he not hold at mm. one time? Okay. Before okay. he became a full-time musician. Plumber, disc jockey, cotton picker, Bible salesman. Plumber. Plumber is correct. Look at that. You knew, you knew all the other three. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. All right. Number four. Uh, I know your one of your favorite movies is Dancing with Wolves. So yes, in the is. movie Dancing with Wolves, two of the domesticated bison borrowed for the film oh, were owned by which musician? John Mellencamp, Neil Young, Warren Zevon, Chris Christopherson. Neil Young. Neil Young is correct. He's I think four he had, for four. I think he has a, a, a farm. Of, He's got a big ranch yeah, in something. California. And you were uh, played with Neil Young, correct? You yeah, were on the stage? at Farm Aid. Farm Aid. Yeah. Awesome. What year was that, Skip? 
98 or 90, 98, I think it was. That is true. What's, what's Neil Young in like? In Chicago. He seemed very nice. Um, the cool thing was I got, to, uh, I got to meet his road manager, or who was a manager or something, and I remember once I got off the stage, they, they, the caterer came up and said, man, uh, blah, blah, he's telling me how, how much he liked the set. He said, are you hungry? And I said, yeah, I'm starving. He says, come on, I'll take you downstairs and feed you. And he sat me down next to the Neil Young's guy, and he says, have you seen Neil's bus? And I went, no, what's it look? And then I said, I guess if I have to say what's it look like, then I haven't seen it, you know. <laughs> so uh, um, I heard, Neil, was a, Neil was very uh, kind, if, as I remember correctly. He was a very polite and very well, kind. He's one of our favorites. Oh, um, yeah. All right, number five, you went to Temple as well. So which of these celebrities did not go to Temple? Okay, Norman Fell, who's Mr. Roper, John Oates, Nipsey Russell, Bob Saget. Which one? Well, I know Bob Saget went there, and I know John Oates went there. So it's between so it's Mr. Roper and Nipsey Russell. <laughs> oh, God. I'd have to say Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell's I? correct. Yes. I, I have a, uh, a, a um, uh, hang-up with, with Match Game 76. So <laughs> if there's any – in the future, if any future guest is listening, if you hear Charles Nelson Riley, if or you Nipsey hear Russell. Nipsey Russell, Soupy Sales, Bill Cullen, then it's probably Paul, the answer. What about that Paul Lind? Was he in that one? Paul Lind was in it, yep. yeah. And uh, there's millions of them. George Je- Doble. <laughs> yes, right. And Hollywood Square. J.P. Morgan was it? Uh, J.P. Morgan. Oh, uh, you guys. All right, number six. Number six. Thank you for earning me in, Tom. Yes. Uh, which of these movies – was boxer slash actor Tex Cobb not in? Okay, Tex Cobb. He was a uh, a, a noted thespian. Ready? <laughs> so heard, I've heard of he, him. Was he in A? Uh, so which was he not in? Okay. A. Turner and Hooch. B. Raising Arizona. C. Ernest goes to jail. D. The Champ. First, what was the first one? Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Look that was you. Tom right. Hanks, wasn't it? Yeah. That was. That yes. was Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yes, and he did not play the dog either. So, <laughs> number seven. And this is bonus because you are perfect. <laughs> you are perfect. Let's see if you, this, you'll be the first one to go perfect. You know, if this would have happened while I was in high school in Lincoln, yes. or Northern, <laughs> you would have still, still be you'd, Lincoln. You'd say Lincoln, right. My, my life would be different. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, number seven. What TV show was the Philly Fanatic formally introduced to the public in 1978? Was it A, The Gene London Show, B, Captain Owen His Magical Ark, C, Captain Kangaroo, or D, The Mike Douglas Show? Mm. That's a tough one. I, they're I, I might need a lifeline, but I'm thinking it might be D. Because wasn't it? Mike wasn't, Douglas Show? Wasn't, wasn't Mike shot here in Philadelphia? It well, was. I think the, well, three of them were shot yeah, here in Philadelphia. Or, uh, what, was, were, who, what were the ones again? Gene London, Captain Noah, Captain Kangaroo, really? the Mike Douglas Show. Wow, that is a tough question. Can I get my <laughs> lifeline on that one? Uh, Rob Brooks can be your lifeline. Rob, Rob, what do you think? What are you saying, Rob? Uh, all right, Rob is going with... Gene London, no, that is incorrect. incorrect. Your first incorrect one. Uh, that is Captain, Captain Noah, Noah and his magical arc. Captain Noah? Yep. Send your pictures to dear old Tim Captain McCarver, Noah. The fanatic and Tim McCarver. Wow. We'll hang him high in the TV sky. Is, is, there, is there footage of that somewhere? There's a picture of it. No, there no. There's a picture. Cinem- I don't know about the video, but I know we we do have a, uh, a photo of it. Yeah. That would be cool. All right, let's get the last one, last one. which uh, not too many people get seven out of eight, so it'll be a feat in itself. Uh, you mentioned J.C. Dobbs. Which of these bands did not oh. play the legendary J.C. Dobbs on South Street? All right. Mm-hmm. Nirvana, Green Day, Pearl Jam, U2. You, oh, wait. The U2 guys were in the... I know they came. One of them came. to. I'd have to say U2. U2 is correct. He went seven for seven eight. For eight. Wow. And he won the wow. backpack we were giving away on Yay. Sunday to all kids. Fortune under the back-to-school backpack courtesy of Fonte's Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Nice job with that quiz, John. Beautiful work. And this thank has really been a special edition of Phillies Backstage. We can't thank you enough for well, being the, here, Skip. I thank you guys, and you have to know how much I, I adore you guys. No one else 
I wouldn't write a song for any other radio show, uh, podcast <laughs> than you guys. Oh, well, we just thank so you, you know. for that. It really does make our podcast sound much more important than it really is. Well, when so. you guys told me you were doing it, I wanted you to know how, how cool I thought it was. And you really, people ought to see you guys, what, what, you, what you do in this. Somebody ought to videotape this we, one. Day. Well, we want to give you one more project at some point. Can you, if, you, if you can, uh, this is more inside for us, but if you could do a song about Debbie Nacito, that would be tremendous. One of our longtime oh, workers. I love Debbie. So we'll work that in. We haven't, okay. we haven't gotten her on as a guest yet, but uh, we're scared to, quite frankly. Uh, but, uh, someday, someday. <laughs> someday. Rob Brooks, thank you for uh, being here. Uh, Skip, I thought to send everybody home, why don't you play us out with uh, I Know My Friend's favorite song? It's called A Little Bit Fanatic. You know oh, that sure. One, right? can be so diplomatic Even when the boys are so erratic He never shows us any signs of panic Though at times he's so melodramatic And everybody knows The passion that he shows he leaves a trail of laughter when he goes Now he's the guy you want to be around Especially when the chips are down And though he hardly ever makes a sound He's the biggest fan in this whole town he wears his heart out on his sleeve He wants us all just to believe That what you dream is what you can achieve And everybody says yo, yo Let's go, let's go Everybody says yo, yo Let's go, let's go And roll, <laughs> Skipper, you crushed it. And Skip, and, and on a serious note too, I'm just looking down at the at the field. You got to do a song about Charlie Manuel. That's got to be in there, right? Uh, I'll even help you write it. We'll write. We'll help you write the song for Charlie well, Manuel. I got coach. I got coach. You know, we got that song, Coach. Mage. That's true. Oh, we about could use that one. Yeah. Not about Mage. Uh, well, that we can use. Uh, no. That's another song that's got to be written. <laughs> yeah. Mage McDonald. Mage. Right. We got He's a got lot. Of, we have a lot of projects for you, Skip. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for we'll you guys. We'll put you to work, Skip. Well, this guitar needs to get played, so let's do it. Right on. Thanks again, Skip. All right, this guys. is great. Thanks and, for uh, we'll me hang see out. everybody at the ballpark.